0: I'm Jimmy Alexander, and welcome to Out With Jimmy, the podcast where members of the LGBTQ community share their coming out stories with you. If you have not clicked subscribe at Apple Podcasts, I'm going to ask you this What the hell is wrong with you? Do it. Do it right now. Click subscribe and give us a nice review if you don't mind, and as many stars as you possibly can. Question What would you have done if you had been outed on your
1: 16th birthday at high school? What happened to my friend Ben Baker? And he is out with Jimmy. I'm Ben Baker. I live in Washington, D.C. I work for Century 21 Redwood Realty. I'm married and I'm a gay man.
0: Ben, the first time you said out loud, I am gay, it was to who? My best friend, Krista. So your best friend, Krista, how old were you when that
1: happened? 16. I had just gotten my driver's license. And why did you feel that was the time to tell her? I had just... Uh, Needed to to tell someone and let it be mine. Um, Let it be my coming out because I didn't get a chance to whenever everyone else found out. When did everybody else find out? It was my 16th birthday. Um, I arrived at my high school. um, And the uh, MySpace that I had set up was plastered all around. um, People's uh, binders that they had looked like somebody had been passing it out. Um, And I was outed basically. I tried to set up a MySpace. That I lived in Florida um, and was gay, and that was how I was out. In-
0: and you're 16 years old. I was 16 years old. It was my 16th birthday. You're at school. Mm-hmm. You see the binders. You realize what's happened. What did you do?
1: Uh, I panicked. I ran to the bathroom. Um, I cried. My first instinct was to go back out and deny, deny, deny. Um, But I just went through the school day dodging everyone and didn't really talk to anyone, not even really the the few friends that I had. Um, And I just uh, got on the bus and went straight home. Did you tell anybody in your family? (laughs) So I actually arrived home to my uh, uh, grandmother's home is where I was staying at the time. Um, And I arrived home to... My sister had decorated the entire house with flyers of my sweet 16 and happy birthday, and it was like the house was plastered with it. And my sister knew exactly when I got home from school. And so the phone rang 10 minutes after I would gotten home. And she, she, I was crying. And she goes, what's wrong? And so I told her that some kids at school had started a rumor that I was gay and that it wasn't true and that my my day was horrible and, and I'm like, and this is so nice and everything looks so good here and I'm just, I'm so upset. And so her reaction was to track down the, cause I found out who it was that day who, who started to spread the quote rumors um, around school. And she showed up at the kid's work. He worked with my brother and uh, she, <laughs> She proceeded to threaten him, um, and then told my brother what had happened, and so they ganged up on this kid, and uh, he had a moped. The kid did, yeah. And so they went outside and like pushed his moped <laughs> over, and uh, <laughs> well, poor kitty on a moped. So they didn't know. I denied it. Yeah. So you didn't admit to it then. I did not admit to it then. But a few days later, um, well, the next day, I. I I slept on it. The next day I was like, there's no denying it. My picture's there. You know, it says all these things about me and, and you know, there, there was a lot of proof there. Would you say that was the worst moment in your life at that time? Yeah, that was probably one of my worst moments.
0: I'll be honest. Ben is one of my closest friends and he knows that I was outed at 35 years old. And so for 34 years, 11 months and 30 days, I was in constant fear that I was going to be outed. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine what that was like at 16 years old on your birthday in such a public, humiliating way. Mm -hmm. Why do you think that kid did that to you?
1: Um, You know, to uh, to this day, honestly, I still don't know. Um, The kid was just a bully. Um, He was from, quote, the same side of the tracks as me. He was a poor kid, um, much like me. Um, He might have had a rougher life than me. Do you have any anger about it now with him? Mm, no, I don't even not with him. There was there was some stuff that followed in the in the following months that happened that I, I still hold some resentment for and I wish, you know, it was it, it was all part of the you know, I was in ROTC whenever I came out. Um, the next day I went to school. It was like, I'm gay. Yes, the rumors are true. I'm gay. Um, so I came out to to my high school before I came out to my family. Did you feel any freedom with that announcement? I felt a little bit of freedom, but I felt a lot of fear. It was not—I um, I come from a rural, well, it wasn't rural, but it was still kind of countryish. Yes, mm-hmm. you're from Ohio. From Ohio, yes, from Columbus, Ohio, um, Grove City, Ohio, to be more exact, um, which was very religious kind of town. Um, it's not very it's very conservative wasn't very open at the time Um, and so coming out I was probably one of two gay kids Um, I was the first confirmed gay kid in my class I believe (laughs) Um, but there were there were multiple ones that like people suspected
0: did you develop a friendship with the other gay kid no did you stay away from them
1: no actually after i came out i kind of like started like writing and we didn't have cell phones weren't common then um so i'd like send them like notes and stuff and try and get them to like come out or or something and every single one of them was like oh sorry i'm not gay and then like three years later i catch them in the gay bars (laughs) well you were gay before gay was cool right Right, yeah well with that ben and you had to feel good that your sister and brother took up for you they took up for me because they were defending their brother but they were defending it because they thought that it wasn't true i thought so when did you finally come out to your family uh i came out officially uh, I, oh god i so i started with my stepmom because um, i felt like that might be easier that she was more accepting um of it and would hands down just wouldn't change any her opinion of me at all um i was always a sensitive kid you mm. know. Um, euphemisms so. <laughs> for gay kid he's only he's so sensitive he's artistic right right charismatic you know, charismatic yeah I like that one um and so i came out to her first and i asked her i pleaded with her to not tell anyone in my family um and sorry if she listens to this but she has a, she has a big mouth so like the whole family ended up finding out um pretty quickly before i even knew yeah um, and my dad so I was at my sister's house. My sister's a bit older than me. She's about 10 years older. And she had my dad over for something. I don't remember what it was. He was in town visiting. And so we went, I went over to see him. And he was in the yard and he comes up to me and my dad, he hugs me and he says, I still love you. I just want you to know that you're going to hell.
0: <laughs> i'm sorry Ben. that was such a beautiful story <laughs>
1: until it wasn't um jesus well, christ well he <laughs> uh, you uh, had me you had me going on he said he did say you're still my boy he's like i, well, I, I still love you i but. still
0: love you son and you're my boy but
1: you're going to hell yeah
0: so were you stunned were you like, oh, what?" <laughs>
1: Um, I mean, it hurt a lot. Uh, my dad and I weren't very close then, so it was just kind of like, you know, it was kind of like another thing that I didn't have in common with my dad because he was going to heaven and you were going to hell, <laughs> right? Um, and so, you know, it was it was it was hard to hear, but it was nice to hear that like he wasn't kicking me out. Um, you know, a lot of people can can get thrown out of their homes. Or, yeah, I mean, I wasn't living with my dad, but. Um, you know, a lot of people can do that. Um, but then, like my sister knew, my sister was okay with it. Um, She's a little, little off at first about it. Um, she never really said much about like she she didn't approve or anything like that. She was she just, afraid that you were going to steal her boyfriend? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> How did your mom take it? so my mom is a bit of a different story um i lived with my mom on and off she she was a waitress Mm -hmm. um 25 years i believe she worked really hard um to support like the roof over my head and everything and uh so i didn't really see her a whole lot she was always working nights i'd spend half the time at my grandmother's house um so one night mom was home and she cooked a steak dinner i love steak and so we're sitting down to eat um and my mom struggles with alcoholism. I could tell that she was drunk and she got a little belligerent at the table and um, asking me about it. Um, she was just kind of like, "Are you gonna ever tell me?" She's like, I know you're gay, just just tell me and I'm like, what I'm not I'm not gay. I'm not <laughs> gay. I love the girls. I love touching the breasts
0: and 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 the uh, posterior.
1: I love Krista. no um, <laughs> I thought mom thought she was my girlfriend, but at that moment I was like, no mom i was like it's that's you know i was like i'm not gay and so like i went to my room and then came out like 15 minutes later after i had a good cry sensitive boy you know um so i came back out and she she just kind of was like i don't care if you're gay she's like i've known since you were six she's like i mean you played with barbie dolls and freaked out over getting mud on your shoes (laughs) so i mean i adore your mom yeah she's she's better now we have a much better
0: relationship Um, and sober and she's been sober for how long
1: for three years I believe. three
0: years and uh, god bless her you know your mom is okay with it it had to make you feel good to come out of that bathroom after crying knowing that your mom loved you and you were safe
1: that was probably the the second best reaction that i had as far as like actually getting to come out behind who my grandmother tell me about that Um (laughs) and you lived with her part of the time? It was my grandmother part of the time and then I moved in with her when I was eighteen until I was twenty one. Um and my grandmother is um she was she was a lot. She meant a lot to me. Um and so she was actually the person that I was the most scared about. Um grandparents can be a bit old school. Um I mean my grandma was a little different. She wanted her car lowered, you know, (laughs) rims, all that stuff with like hip hop, All all that. Your grandmother had spinning rims and curb feelers. So, so you, but I, I came out, um, actually I didn't come out to her. She was told as well. Um, and I was over there one evening and we were watching a movie or something like that. And at this point, everybody in my family told me that they knew. And so I was, I turned to her and I go, do you know? And she goes, you know what? What are we talking about here? I was like about me. And she goes, oh, that you're gay. And I go, yeah, I'm gay. And she said it could just be a phase, um, which I kind of laughed at when she said that. But she's like, I'm still going to love you no matter what. She's like, you're my Benny. So, um, so that was probably, it was, it was like it was nothing to her.
0: I know she's not here with you now. No. But she really helped shape the man you are today.
1: Mm-hmm. She helped me the most in being comfortable with myself. Not just letting being gay define me, but like just being Ben. That's what she helped me figure out.
0: To talk about Ben Baker here, we should first mention you are five feet what?
1: (laughs) I'm five foot four and 102 pounds. 102 pounds. Back then, I was a lot smaller. Yeah, so a lot (laughs) smaller. So, how much do you think you weighed at 16 years old? I know how much I weighed because I weighed it for several years. I weighed 91 pounds. 91 pounds. How long did it
0: take you to feel okay being gay?
1: Hmm. After high school. High school was brutal. The, the kids in high school were mean. Um, I was gay-bashed shortly after coming out. Um, and uh,
0: Were you called names?
1: Um, I was called faggot, queer. At school, how often would you be called a name? I would walk down the halls and get called a name. Um, it got to the point in the long term that it got so bad. Um, I had a Powerade bottle thrown at me one time um, that I ended up skipping my lunches to eat in the um, administration office with the school secretaries um, who were very sweet. um, But I basically um, was somewhat a loner for a long time after I came out. Um, I was terrified to eat in the lunchroom. Especially after my gay bashing, that I didn't really even come to terms with till I was like twenty seven,
0: and no one at the school did anything to protect you.
1: No, did they um, know? Yeah, there was a few incidences where I went to the principal, um, at the time, and he, I told him about one particular kid and who was bullying me, who would like call me faggot and then like would like hit me and like do a bunch of stuff, and his advice was to just toughen up.
0: You're 91 pounds, and he's telling you to toughen up. Yeah, to a, a kid who probably weighed double your amount.
1: Mm-hmm. That's accurate. Yeah.
0: How often would somebody make a comment to you?
1: A couple times a day. It got it got uh, really bad, especially in like the first few weeks. Um, like it, I was already a, like a target for like being bullied because I was super nerdy and dorky. and tiny and tiny and tiny Um, and so you know it 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 became a challenge to navigate school and I fell into like a deep deep depression Um, even after like coming out and such um, I I attempted suicide multiple times Um, the one time that was nearly successful Krista um, came in and and her and her mom actually her mom knew that I was gay Um, her dad knew as well but didn't believe it he thought that we were a couple <laughs> um, well at least he but. knew his daughter was safe with <laughs> that yeah <laughs> so uh but we um but she say she her and her mom truly did save my life one night
0: had there been something to happen that made you take such a drastic choice
1: yeah i was um so i was a part of a program called um njrotc it's it's like a navy for like high school And I was in that program. um, And shortly after I came out, um, I was uh, in the bathroom. And there were three boys that came in and um, kind of like forced me, like kicked me down, um, kicked my stomach and my chest and my um, areas Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, And then they proceeded to um, shove some objects um up my butt and um that was that was probably the the trigger Mm -hmm. that that just caused me to just be like you know this is too much
0: And, and ben how old are you at this point
1: i was 16.
0: you were really raped by three straight boys and i can't imagine first what that was like i can't imagine the things they were saying during it And that they thought it was all fun games. After this happens, what do you do?
1: Um, So there's a period of like two or three weeks where I kind of closed myself off from everything. You didn't go home and tell anyone? Um, No, no. Um, In fact, I um, developed uh, something called... uh, I I started developing seizures. um, And I started having seizures after that. And um, I was in the hospital on and off for about six months while well, they tried to figure it out and they diagnosed me with epilepsy. Um, however, uh, fast forward 10 years, age 26, um, I had a seizure and um, this one was um, a bit worse. Um, I ended up in the hospital for like three three months to learn how to walk again and everything. But during that time, they discovered that what I did is I had oppressed the memory um, and I I actually didn't have epilepsy. I had something called psychogenic seizures, um, which are it's basically like a traumatic event that you've blocked out in your past because it was so traumatic um, that you um, that the brain replaces that with seizures. Basically, whenever it's a, a subconscious trigger is what I this is what it was explained to me. Um, I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly. That. Can discovery was when i was 26 i didn't tell anybody about it and and even after that like after um i discovered it i told my husband um that you know that this had happened to me when i was younger um but i didn't really open up to my family about it even for another year or so after that that i
0: so when you would see these kids
1: afterwards i was terrified just in general i knew that i knew that in my head that something bad had happened Um, but I, I was terrified. Um, and the, the worst thing about it is, is that my stepbrother, um, unofficial stepbrother, my, my mother was with his father for, um, around 10 years, I believe. Um, and so he was in ROTC with me. He was a great hire. Um, he was actually more of a brother to me than my actual brother. Um, and so whenever I came out, he kind of like shunned me a little bit, um, and distance himself from me in school a lot, um, and so I I don't have a relationship to him to this day. But um, but yeah, it was uh, it was I didn't tell anyone, and I was terrified. Um, and every day, I can't imagine going through that school and seeing those guys, yeah,
0: knowing that it could happen again.
1: It really was terrifying. Um, actually, uh, oddly enough, there's a there's a TV show on Netflix um that they did it wasn't as as brutal as what that kid went through um but it was similar um which was a trigger for me to watch um it was very difficult for me to watch that episode and all my friends who have all my friends who have heard that story of that i've told before this episode even came out they called me and they were like hey just so you know that this just well, don't watch this episode and and of course i mean somebody says don't watch something you're gonna want to watch it um and so i watched it with friend um and it was it was a bit triggering and um i think i nearly had a seizure but it was it was a very emotional thing to watch um and kind of relate to that that scene of that show did it change who you were that day yeah i would say it did because um, even to this day I use that as an example to push myself more each day and to not let it define me um, and to make myself stronger
0: from knowing you the way I do I always say you're one of the toughest people I know he's like the Chihuahua Um, (laughs) very loud and um, you stand up for yourself but even more people around you yeah
1: and I think that that's also plays into that when I was younger is because I never never truly had a voice i think just the way that i am now is is that i want to stick up for people and make sure that everyone's treated fairly when you think back at that moment which has to be the worst moment of your life Mm -hmm.
0: you did not turn to drugs or alcohol
1: no i did not i still don't um do drugs or alcohol
0: it would have been understandable if you would have but you don't at all Mm -hmm. and you tend to be the one who takes care of everybody else in your life Mm mm-hmm Does taking care of everybody else in your life take care of you? Um, Have you ever thought about it that way?
1: (laughs) No, I haven't. Uh, I think that taking care of other people is just in my nature. Um, I like to make sure that everyone's kind of like taken care of, make sure that everyone's having a good time eating.
0: (laughs) What made you finally be okay with being gay? Um, Was there a moment? (laughs)
1: yeah uh there was a moment it was um my very first boyfriend andrew he was just kind of like holding me in bed one night and i i don't know something came over me where it was like this is great it's okay um and it was it was kind of just like the i don't know there was something about being held at that moment that was that was nice
0: as you're listening right now, you know it and he doesn't realize it. The moment he finally felt okay being gay is when he was being held and someone was taking care of him. Is that fair? Yeah. You graduate high school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You go into the world as the gay 99-pound boy. <laughs> and how does life treat out of a high school
1: bin? Well, uh, straight out of the gate, I decided I was going to be gay as uh, all can be. <laughs> so of course, I go and I I uh, start up the GS. Well, I joined the GSA at my uh, back then. They were called GSAs, um, Gay Straight Alliances, okay. at my uh, college. Um, and at the time, there was already kind of one that was somewhat running, um, and so I joined it. And then, of course, I became an activist um, for um, gay marriage and gay rights. Um, it did all the protesting and stuff like that. It made you feel good, didn't it? It, it did. It made me feel good that I was standing up for my rights. Um, and so, you know, it's funny that you say that I'm this loud, you know, outspoken person because in, in high school I was not. I was this, let everyone walk all over me. Um, and then it's just that moment that I just decided no more that I was just going to start standing up for myself um and so i joined the gsa started going to like leadership conferences for um lgbtq stuff and then i met the man who would become my husband through friends um and we hit it off ever since and um we started dating um pretty much uh within like a month of meeting and we've been separable ever since uh we've overcome a lot of hurdles um with his family a lot um his family does not accept us. Uh, he's got an aunt and uncle that kind of support us, but his biological family does not. It's not all bad. Uh, we have uh, two two great dogs. We have built a great life with great friends and, and our own family. And
0: um, so Ben Baker in two thousand nineteen could not say he does not have a lot of friends. Ben has <laughs> a lot of friends. Your grandmother was supportive of your father in his way. When did your father finally think you're not going to hell?
1: So I was down at my dad's for a weekend, and we got to chatting, and and it it was always a a challenge with him. He was always arguing with me about you know something about I was being too gay or um, (laughs) why boys don't wear pink, and and (laughs) (laughs) you're like, that's um, the issue is I'm wearing pink. Hmm. Yeah, so um, you know it was it was things like that, or I spend too much time with the girls in the family. Uh, And so finally, one one time I I asked my dad, I was like, why don't you read up on it, develop your own opinion? And so he did some, I guess, soul searching and he came came up to me one time when I was visiting and he said, you know, I can't really decide if it's for me to judge anymore. And he's like, I just know that I love you and I don't want you to be distant because I was very, very distant with him. We started to kind of rebuild our relationship at that point. I think it was around the time when I started bringing my husband into the picture that, you know, he and I really got close. He, he loves Logan like he's his own son. Um, sometimes I think more than me. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's always interested in how Logan's doing, um, but it wasn't really until our wedding, my, my wedding. Um, so I took him and um, some other family members on a cruise. And we want because Logan and I love cruising, so we wanted to get married off the coast of Jamaica, but I knew that a lot of my family couldn't afford it. And so we paid um, for all of them to come on um, instead of doing a big wedding. And my dad and I got closer on that cruise. Um, and ever since then my dad and I have been super super close. Um, and he's been close with Logan.
0: Do you think he said to himself when he prayed? And Jesus, <laughs> I know my son is supposed to go to hell, but he's taking me to Jamaica. So can he please go to heaven? <laughs> <laughs> um, we know a lot of people whose families, as your husband, doesn't yes. accept them.
1: Yes. It's our lives. It's And it's honestly, it's one that his family, it, my husband's family, is truly missing out on. Because we spoil the crap out of my nieces and nephews. And um, we love... Family, family is such an important part of our lives, um, and whether that be our self-made family or uh, my my family, our family, um, we are very caring and loving towards them. And on uh, Thanksgivings, we're the house that hosts the orphan Thanksgiving. Um, my family's typically pretty pretty busy doing their their spouse's family stuff, so. Logan and I stay in D.C. and host it for the people who don't have homes to go to or places or anything like that. Um, we host that. We host Christmases. Um, I don't ever want somebody to feel like they have to spend the holiday alone because they don't have a family. You're married. You're a realtor. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you to
0: buy a house, how could <laughs> they do that? What an email address could they find you? you
1: can find me at It's c21redwood.com. Say that again. Ben Baker at c21redwood.com.
0: Got two dogs. There's no more American dream than having two dogs. <laughs> You're not that 16-year-old kid. No. Scared to go to the bathroom, scared to eat lunch in the cafeteria. If you could go back and tell the little 91-pound Ben Maynard advice, what advice would you give him?
1: I think about this a lot. Um, all the time, actually. To take life's punches but don't let it hold you down you're gonna find that you're gonna be loved and wanted and and you're gonna kick ass (laughs) in the world if you could go back and talk to those kids who did that to you what would you say to them um well first i'd have to say their names which i've not really ever said their names um I don't want to say that I forgive them, but, like, I hope that they're better people now.
0: I love you dearly. I love you too, Jimmy. If you call Ben Baker a friend, you are one lucky person. I know I am. Ben is one of those friends that no matter what you need or what time of the night, he'd be there for you. I want to thank Ben for sharing his story. It was not easy for him. He doesn't talk about it often, but he did it because he knew it would help other people. Thank you, Ben. I want to thank WTOP and Julia Ziegler for allowing us to record in their beautiful studios. And I want to thank you for listening to Out With Jimmy. And remember, you'll never know when the last time you'll be able to tell somebody you love them. So go ahead and do it.